0: Holt Revolt Cosmetics helps you shine in all your moments with a variety of clean, cruelty-free, and non-sticky lip glazes.
1: This makeup artist created and approved brand carefully curates clean ingredients, including peppermint, to help you feel good and do good. As a portion of proceeds goes to selected mentorship programs that give youth and young adults the confidence and tools to be successful.
0: Holt Revolt offers long lasting shine and moisture. And this is the part I'm excited about, Taylor. Tell me about it. <laughs> Holt Revolt is also offering our listeners a 10% discount off your next purchase using code CIRCLE
1: when you check out. Get glades today at HoltRevolt.com. That's H-A-U-T-E-R-E-V-O-L-T dot com. Awesome. Go check it out, y'all.
0: Check it out. Say hey, y'all. It's Amber Sheree.
1: Taylor breeze. and this is the Inner Circle podcast. Like the podcast. Hey y'all, it's Amber Cherie. I'm Taylor breeze here.
0: And this is the Inner Circle Podcast. How are, How are you?
1: you? Hello people and Amber. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Uh, We're recording at a different time of the day um, and I'm here for it. Yeah definitely. um, You know you asked how I am. I last night went and hung out with some of my cohort buddies Mm -hmm. and so that was nice um we went to Spencer Farms Winery it was okay um what was wrong with that I think uh, it just wasn't you know it wasn't hitting you know but I had a good time with the with the people who came and we like ordered Greeks pizza and we had a good time so um you know it was nice social event um I think or something or what was the issue you said what was it stuffy or no it just the wine I mean it's you know it's homemade it's not homemade but it's small batch like you know it's so sometimes not every batch is going to be the best you know um so, I actually won't shop at home. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. So, <laughs> uh, like I said, I've I, this is my second time back to this place. um And it's a new winery. They opened in 2019, turns out. So, oh, um oh. you know, it's one of those things. And I learned a lot about grapes and grape vines when I went to Napa. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, you know, with having such young wine um, or grape vines, Mm -hmm. uh, it can, you know, really vary. And, you know, it's a a process. So I'm going to continue to go back. uh, But it's like one of those things that let's just take the wines for this year, not necessarily like yeah you know you know what I mean um so yeah
0: anyways that's probably a good birth um I'm thinking about my birthday I mean I have a long time to go but
1: maybe (laughs) you know you just passed your birthday this year
0: (laughs) and I I didn't do anything I didn't do anything for my birthday I don't even know if we went out to eat we had to because that's like my minimum requirement if nothing else for my birthday but maybe we can take a like a Indiana winery tour Around,
1: cool.
0: like, get someone that's a, well. We'll either have to get like a sprinter or someone that doesn't drink but wants to come.
1: Yeah.
0: And go to Spencer. We can go to Urban. We can go to Daniel. We can. And then go we can
1: to- end at Cooper's up.
0: <laughs> yeah we go
1: peace water and then we can go to Cooper's Hot for dinner yeah oh so there's peace water and there's one called like sweet water or something like that and that oh, one's really? Carmel. Mm-hmm. okay the peace water they have a caramel location and a um another location i can't remember where the other one. Oh, fishers um okay. yeah i've only been to the one at carmel though but anyways um yeah there's one called Sweetwater that's in Carmel that's just in a different area it's like next to um what is the name of that it's in a different area but anyways so yeah that's how I'm doing um you know taking the highs with the lows how are you doing um I'm doing okay I uh had
0: the I'm excited this week because I had the opportunity to um i got an email Mm -hmm. i don't think i've told you this yet Mm -hmm. um but i got an email from work Mm -hmm. and they were saying congratulations you've been selected to participate in a leadership program
1: that's a nine-month
0: program at butler university
1: Mm -hmm. um
0: that huh
1: i said no you didn't tell me that
0: yeah that um that the company's paying for and i was like what And so um, I was like, heck yeah, I updated my resumes or not my resume, but my LinkedIn. As soon as uh, I signed the paperwork, which is probably like presumptuous, I probably should have waited until we actually started our first class. But I was so excited because I was like, oh, someone thought about me. There's only like five people that were selected out of the whole company to participate in this thing. So I'm like, you know what? it brings me to my tip of the week later on that my manager had said um, earlier this week uh, when we are in a meeting. And uh, so I'll hold off and provide more information. Uh, I on was that. like, what the
1: heck? How are you going to yeah. do it? I thought you were about to share it now.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I'll share it later. But mm. and we kind of touched on it a little bit in our interview today um, that we have that you guys yeah. remember. But um, it, like when you are working really hard and you're putting your head down and you're minding your business and you're drinking your water and you're providing mm-hmm. as much excellence to your, to your capacity, you know, cause the excellence is subjective, you know, every day and you're doing the best that you can, like it shows, um, well, it can show people are watching is what I'm trying to say. And so just be, even though you might not get, like, the recognition or the kudos or, you know, the high fives or all that jazz all the time, like, you know, people are watching you. And when you, when you turn in good work and you do, and you're a decent, nice person and you treat everybody with respect, uh, blessings will come, even though they might not come exactly when you need them to or you want them to they will eventually come. And so, um, I am extremely excited. I started on September 15th, uh, is when they said the program starts. So I'm just like overwhelmed with all of these things that are on my plate, but I'm so excited to do every single one of them because they're all things that I know will make me a better person, a better professional. And, um, you know, better mom and wife, because I can still kind of do, explore and do things I want to do. So mm-hmm.
1: definitely, definitely very exciting. Um, yeah. And, you know, I definitely think that it's going to be a really cool journey for you. So <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good year, even though the year's already ended. Uh, it's going to be a good birthday year, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. It, it only matters
1: about your birthday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Unless you were born on New Year's Day, then, you know, it's a good year. So then it,
1: then it lines up with everyone else's calendar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: then Mm -hmm. also too uh before we move on to the to the word of the day I don't know why I'm trying to get to the end
1: um
0: so Taylor and I were talking a few months ago and I kind of pitched an idea to her about a you know a solo podcast obviously we gonna be in this Mm -hmm. like together so if the solo podcast fall off I'm still gonna be in inner circle so it don't matter but Um, this one was more focused on mommies and different things like that. And actually, I think it was a year ago. Mm -hmm. It might've been six months to a year. And Taylor was like, you know, I think that would be good for you. You should do it. And then I like sat on it because you guys don't understand how much work it takes to do a podcast. Like, Mm -hmm. unless you hire it, hire help, you know, we're editing, marketing, um, content, content is like the hardest part. Luckily, Taylor and I vibe with each other and we're friends with each other. That um, content is not that hard for us to uh, sit here and have a conversation. We can talk about yeah. Um, But uh, doing that by yourself and figuring mm-hmm. out like what you want to talk about and talking to yourself is very strange and weird. Um, mm-hmm. And trying to talk to yourself for a long time
1: <laughs> is very <laughs>
0: strange. And so um I sat on the idea but finally this week I launched you know our kind of I'll say our sister podcast because maybe one day when Taylor gets done with med school she might want to talk about her journey or she might want to do a podcast where she's talking about health related issues or her passion project in astrology you know her passion in astrology and all that other stuff like you know just random thoughts as she's getting them uh which will be a part of the conglomerate but I did that this week and I just want to say publicly thank you Taylor for supporting me um because I you could have been like girl if you want to do that we can shut this down but <laughs> that's not my personality <laughs> um, but then also you know being there she even wants to come on the podcast but she's not a mom so we'll have to figure out what that what that looks like
1: (laughs) I'm just laughing because you're the one who invited me on the podcast and then I was like whatever and then you're like oh well I guess you are not a mom I was like I don't know like whatever (laughs) (laughs) um
0: and I need to stay focused and bring moms on there because if I just start having everybody on there but
1: Taylor could probably interview me if
0: I wanted to do it like that. But anyways, yeah,
1: if you want to do it that way, be guest host, whatever.
0: Yeah, we'll see. But anyways, I launched that this week. And so you guys will hear a small trailer at the end of the podcast. You know, if you stay that long, some of y'all be dropping off after the tip of the week. Y'all don't even listen to, well, Taylor, where can you find us? Y'all be dropping yeah. off before then. But at the end of this podcast, if you guys want to listen to it um yeah i will leave a little trailer so taylor
1: what's the word of the week the word of the week is a pedagogy um pedagogy um is the method and practice of teaching especially as an academic subject or theory theoretical concept um it is pretty much like straight up uh related to what we're talking about this week with bj grimes um but uh we use we talk about teaching we talk about teaching styles um and everything like that and i think pedagogy is a good um word um to know to put in your vocabulary i really don't have too many like added points to it um <laughs> but otherwise uh you know that that's all i got pedagogy okay. <laughs> swap it out with like teaching style or whatever um pedagogy okay. just sounds like a really intelligent word okay we'll do <laughs> I'll have to keep that in mind because
0: that's the first time I've ever heard this word. So oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm, so, well,
1: okay. I'll give you a little bit more. Right. So there's like five major pedagogies. Um, and we talk about this uh, in psychology and all those types of things of like the best ways of learning. Um, and there's not a best way. There's just different ways. Right. So mm-hmm. um there is the constructivist um collaborative integrative reflective and inquiry and based okay so um as it all the names uh, uh imply like constructivist is going to be more like this is how things go like kind of telling people mm-hmm. um Collaborative is gonna rely between the teacher and the student to like have a dialogue. Mm -hmm. Um, And then integrative, um, like learning as you do. Uh, Reflective is gonna be just that about how have you known things to go and then building from there. And then inquiry based, like m- about building questions and all those type of things, um, and answering them. And as you answer the questions, you should find the answer or the concept that the that the teacher wants you to pick up. So that's all I got for you. Okay, yes. we'll do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, you guys, this week, um, we have my sans, uh, and I break down sans, and we get to the interview, so I'm not going to do that now, but um, my sans, BJ Grimes, and Mm -hmm. we talked about, like, mentoring and how it's important to have mentors, especially if, you know, parents, if you're a parent, or if you are... um, a professional or even you know sometimes you know siblings and different things like that or if you're not even related to that person no relation but you are you know being a mentor towards like the youth or something um we talked about all different aspects of mentoring and his experience uh, as a mentor and how it's impacted his life and so I'm excited that he came on and chit-chatted with us. And it was a fun conversation. And we hope you guys enjoy it. Yes, enjoy. Hey, guys. So this week we have on my sands uh, BJ Grimes or Brunell Grimes. Um, and I'm just so excited because we are talking about a topic that... Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were having live talks, and I was like, you know what? They are so involved in the city. Um, we were talking about everything that from the youth and different programs in the city, and how, um, you know, us as color people of color can be more involved, especially yeah. males. And so, I thought it would be so important to bring on BJ this week. Um, so, give you guys a little bit of background how I know my sands. Um, so if you're not familiar with what SANS is, uh, i I, for me, it's a, um, what's the, what's the proper term? term of endearment. Yes. Term of endearment. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so a term of endearment, but technically really is when, at least at our school, cause it's different in every school, um, when a, a particular, uh, line or a class pledge class, if you would say um when you're in a fraternity or a sorority at least at our school back then because they could be doing things a little different uh in phc when you all come through the same semester you're considered sans um and so you guys have already met my husband nicholas and so his sigma line fall 09 is sans um my delta line obviously you guys met half of my line sisters that's uh we crossed and follow nine in the kappa line um is bj and his other three frat brothers cross at the same time and so mm-hmm. yep. since we all crossed around the same time into greekdom we call each other sands
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so yeah that's a little bit of background so anyways i met bj back then and he has always been very humble very personable he's always been BJ was super smart I think you graduated with biology or was it chemistry
2: I was like pre-med biology yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. so we all know that's a hard major so he's super smart um and he was very involved well we were all really involved with each other at that time of Greek Greekdom because we had to do a lot of events with each other we did study tables with each other uh we literally le- lived and breathed our like Greek them life because we were forced to always be around each other. And there's yeah. nothing around uh, bad about that because I mean, our semester, I feel like we're all super close. Um, and then as we travel to adulthood a little bit more, um, BJ and I got a chance to really like become kind of like brothers and sisters like yeah. now um, because <laughs> Brittany, um, which you guys met in the second or third season. Um, as his wife, and um, we were all roommates in Chicago at some point in time, and um, yep. they were dating, and so BJ, <laughs> yeah, was like an honorary roommate whenever he came to Chicago,
2: which was often,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so we had a chance to like watch a whole bunch of shows Saturday morning, go out, you know, right, and, right. like we just had a lot of fellowship. And then as we creep on to even more into the future, you know, get married and have children,
1: um,
0: you know, BJ and Brittany are uh, juniors godparents along with Deanna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um also too we are now well never mind I won't yeah. say it no no, no, no you can say out. it you oh can. okay all right I didn't, say, know, yeah. I didn't know if it's public knowledge I don't want to piss nobody off before it mm-hmm. gets announced um but Nick and I are um Tripp's parents uh, godparents yeah. and so uh we were also <laughs> yeah and so we were also in uh, Brittany and BJ's wedding and so we just kind of like, we're always in each other's like family mix and supporting each other. And now they even live like 10 minutes up the street from us. Right. Oh, so yeah, that, yeah. What so they finally broke down. Well, kind of out of like terrible circumstances, yeah, this, but, the <laughs> <laughs> but they ended up coming to the suburbs near us. And so, right. so like their family at this point point. and so um with the like I mentioned before with the topic that we are going to speak about this week I thought it was really important to bring Taylor and I thought it was really important to bring BJ on because he is extremely involved in the community he has been involved in Kappa like ever since he crossed actually even before that because weren't you in Kappa League when you were younger too?
2: Yes, I didn't know I was in Kappa League, but uh-huh. I was in Kappa League, yeah, <laughs> like, it's crazy. my dad was a Kappa, and I didn't even know he was a Kappa, it, it was, yeah, it's crazy, long story, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I've been involved with it for for a minute. <laughs>
0: uh, so we're just gonna go ahead, and I'm gonna stop talking about BJ and let BJ introduce himself, so welcome BJ this week, uh, let the listeners, obviously I told them a little bit of how I know you, um, mm-hmm. but how would you present yourself to the listeners?
2: yeah so first of all thank you amber and taylor y'all are doing y'all thing with this podcast like we listen to it all the time and y'all just have so many different cool people on here interesting topics so kudos to y'all for this is season six yeah Mm -hmm. wow like yeah that's 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 wow you guys are doing it so thank you for having me on um but as amber said i'm bj grimes um born and raised here in indianapolis um Went to IU Bloomington for undergrad. I I was major pre-med biology, so I wanted to become a doctor. Mm. Um, But then I found I did an externship or internship, and I found out I don't like blood. And so that (laughs) threw everything off. Like, I was two years (laughs) into my degree, uh, and so I had to figure out what I wanted to do. Speaking of mentors, which is a topic we're talking about today, uh, talked to some of my mentors to kind of figure out what I should do, and I ended up doing pre-med, biology, and political science. And mm-hmm. so I um, didn't know what I wanted to do after uh, undergrad. Um, again, talked to some of my mentors, they were like, hey, you're cool with people. You, um, you, you like, you're smart. You like to read, you like to write. Um, how about you go to law school? And I was like, mm-hmm. sure, I'll go to law school. So I applied to law school, got in through the grace of God um, and you know, kept it moving from there. But yeah, super mm-hmm. involved while I was in undergrad, super involved while I was in um, law school here in Indianapolis. Um, and so began practicing law um, right after law school in 2013. And mm-hmm. um, then I'm, now I'm going back and getting my MBA um, from University of Michigan. I only have one more semester left. So we're almost Ooh. there. We're almost at the finish line. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So and uh, started practicing right after that at a, at a large law firm in Indianapolis. Um, then I went in-house to kind of focus more on the business side of the law. In helping businesses uh, make good decisions on just regular regulatory work uh, and things of that nature um, and so I've been at Roast Diagnostic and now I'm at Carrier Corporation nice. as their uh, corporate counsel.
1: Nice, nice. And awesome. uh, you kind of answered my first question but like when you found out like you didn't like blood and biology yeah. so doctor was off the table it sounds like you're just like really avid on education and enhancing yourself and do you attribute that to like mentors who you've had around you or like have you just always liked to learn
2: I've always well it's a little combination of both I mean I think Mm -hmm. it's family of course you know education is really big in our family it wasn't even a a second thought that I would go to college it was kind of like expected um but at the same time it wasn't pressured. I wasn't pressured to go or anything like that. So it's, it's family. Education is very important. It's personal. I feel that um, all the people I know in my life um, who are successful and have great families and, are, and the community have gone to college and are educated. I feel just knowing our history as African-Americans, I feel like yeah. education is a pathway to raise yourself up, to end generational curses, to uh, bring the next generation up. The more you know, I always say you can't enslave um, a, a mind that has knowledge. You can't. You mm-hmm. can't enslave somebody who knows something. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not. It's not easily done. So the more you know, the more you learn, the more you can progress, the more you can help your community, the more you can help this world become a better place. So I'm. I'm I've always been. Um, excited and happy about school. Even when I was little, I was sick and I was like, no, I'm I'm going to school. My so mom was like no, you're, you're sick. yeah, food. I was that kid. But, uh, but not necessarily because I wanted to like necessarily learn, but I just like being around my friends and being around my teachers and being around that, that community and being around my friends, all that good stuff. So um I, I enjoyed school uh, from a social aspect and of course for, for learning and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um but yeah, so it's kind of a combination of both like, you know, mentorship, family, and then my own kind of personal philosophy that I've kind yeah. of developed throughout life.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: When was your first like mentor? So I know when you talked about like your, mm-hmm. when it came to like your career perspective, like, hey, you know, think about doing this or think about doing that or what have you, the advice that you got from your mentors mm-hmm. as an adult, when you go back, you know into childhood and um you know having those figures that your parents you know might have been friends with or community people or church people or whatever what was your first mentor that you had and what did they did you take from them that kind of pivoted you or kept you going or continued your journey um as an adult Mm-hmm. Oh, that's
2: that's a good question. I, I mean, I always say, of course, my dad has been a mm-hmm. great influence on my life. Um, he's been a great mentor, just helping me through just life, <laughs> just like as a kid, just through everything. Uh, my dad has been great, but I also say that uh, my pastor has been a mentor, whether he knows it or not. Um, I think just seeing Pastor I go to Eastern Star and Pastor Johnson's been my pastor since I was since we start going to Eastern Star. Yeah. Um, and just having seen another African-American male, you know, walk into a room and command, you know, your attention or command presence or command respect, um, someone who's um, faith-based and who uh, lives his life on his sleeve and lives his life through his faith, um, that has been uh, an important mentor to me, whether he knows it or not, you know, just yeah. how he has um Grown the church um, in Indianapolis and around the country and around the world, I, I look towards that so that that has been a mentor whether he knows it or not I don't think he knows it but just having that presence and seeing how he conducts himself and carries himself and take care of take cares of his fa- take care of his family and things of that nature in his community um, I think he has been a mentor to me again whether he knows it or not so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I, if I think back, I think that's like probably my earliest. memory I think I used to walk around the house like pretending like I was a pastor like I went oh I'm gonna gonna (laughs) preach a sermon you could ask any of my brothers and sisters like I would literally walk around with like a robe on like and all that kind of stuff (laughs) like that it just so it was just like he had an influence on my life so I think um if I look back that's probably my first kind of mentor outside of my you know my dad
1: yeah you definitely hit on a few like big things about one like having seeing black males being Mm -hmm. in positions of power I guess and there's also the aspect of just like parents how important like you are a, a inborn mentor for your kids Mm -hmm. and I know with you having a new child um it's kind of hard to say like you're mentoring him but all of your mannerisms and things like that like I watch even junior um at Mm -hmm. the Candace household mimicking them or um you know early on he picked up some of his sass from his parents (laughs) (laughs) But even like the education part, like with junior playing house or whatever office, but like thinking about trip and as he gets older, you know, I, what are your, like, do you have a new found, like maybe understanding of what it is to be a father, even though he's so young, but you know, it's like one of those things where, you know, he's watching, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, uh, Every day I wake up, I'm like, I am somebody's dad. Like I'm responsible <laughs> for this human. I have a human. You know? <laughs> I have a whole human. <laughs> I have a whole human that I'm responsible for. That, um, but you know, I think because my dad was such a good dad to me, it I'm not as overwhelmed because I know what it looks like. I know what what. Uh, my dad did for me and my brothers and my sisters and, and our family. Um, so it's not so overwhelming, but at the same time, it is like, you know, yeah. every day you're learning something different. Um, you're doing it yourself. Yeah. Um, you're balancing, you know, work life, community life, family life. Yeah. And you want to be that example for him to kind of how my dad was example for me
1: yeah.
2: um, every day. So you are, I, I'm cognizant of, of, of that. Yeah, um, yeah. But at the same time, I want to make sure that he has all the opportunities he ha- he can have in the world yeah. just to be whoever the Lord so chooses him to be, you know? Yeah, so, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I get that for sure. And I think it's also- yeah,
2: It's it's, uh, it's interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I think
0: it, Um, we're in a very uh, unique uh friend group because we're all around each other that, like, we all are- excellent in our areas which becomes awesome because now that we have children we can expose them to a lot of different things so yes. not saying that we didn't necessarily have that but just saying to so even the more next step. so like let's say trip wants to like you're mentoring him as your as his dad and he's like mm-hmm. coming up with you know hey I think I want to go into this profession the fact that you know you have resources and access to different people um is going to be a benefit to him that i think you know we in some cases we had two growing up but it's even more as you continue like you said your education you're in a very um, networking type of field where you kind of have to get out and get be around people and meet new people so um parenting is scary i feel like even if you have a good example like you're still w- kind of winging it because the way we were grown raised. Like, oh yeah, right. You have that stuff anymore, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, you get in trouble for that. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't can, can do those things. Um,
1: <laughs> that is so funny. Right. It's right. so you're mental
2: nowadays for yelling at your kids. What um, for so, yelling? Yeah, yeah. Like there was, I think I saw something on Instagram where a parent. I think the school called the, the parent, called the cops or called something on the parents because the child was acting up in school. The parents came up there. Um, of course, they had a parent-teacher conference with the teacher and the kid and the kid the, and the parent
0: mm-hmm.
2: like had a conversation outside of the classroom. And the, the parent was basically like, hey, you yeah. know better. This is wrong. I'm disappointed in you. You're, yeah. But they were doing it in a way that made the teacher feel like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Something's going on. Uh so but yeah, but I mean it's crazy, but you you just have to do what's best, what you think is best for you. Yeah. I don't ever yeah. I mean, touch anybody. So
0: it's crazy because when we were in school, the teacher used to look at your parent like, You gonna snatch this kid up? Or am I gonna have to snatch it? Yeah. Up? And now they're like, <laughs> Right, oh, you know, Timmy, it's just calm your nerves it's like no I mean I I've never well I have I snatched junior up I've never junior doesn't get whoopings um Mm -hmm. we don't believe in that but no well let's not say we don't believe in that it's not needed but um you know Mm -hmm. you just I feel like mental uh you have to mentally discipline your children now Mm -hmm. which I mean oh yeah To when it comes to like mentoring aspect like let's talk about parent mentors So are there any parents that, I mean, at the end of the day, all of us, all our children are different. Mm -hmm. We all kind of just figuring out because we're all different parents. We're all Mm -hmm. in different types of eras. But is there a, whenever you need, you're dealing with a situation, is there someone that you go to that you're like, hey, Mm -hmm. I don't know what this looks like as a parent, Mm -hmm. you know, that is given, willing to give you their insight and perspective?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I always got to take with a grain of salt because I, I'm always about mentors coming from diverse backgrounds. So I have mentors who are not the same race as me. I have oh, mentors yeah. that are not the same you know, age as me. Um, they come from different backgrounds. And so I always try to get different perspectives on things. Um, but yeah, I, there are there are a couple people that we look to um, like in kind of raising TRIP and trying to figure out how we can do it our way. um there's some folks at the church so we did before we got married we did counseling at the church and so of course through counseling you meet other couples who have kids or who are about to get married um and so we kind of learned from them uh we asked them questions like so how did you deal with right now trips only two months two months (laughs) old like how did you get him to sleep throughout the night or Mm -hmm. um how did you um you know make sure he was okay with the dog so we have we have we had two dogs we have a dog um, and so like how you get them to cooperate mm-hmm. so yeah we ask we ask our we lean on our community we're really big on trying to build our tribe um, yeah. so that we can have that support for ourselves and for trip yeah. um so yeah we we try there's a couple folks that we we talk to on the regular about mm-hmm. that i mean amber you i mean you guys might not know but we look at you guys too cuz like you you have a three-year-old so you've been there done that with a, a two- month old so we look at you guys too so
0: yeah we're just swinging it over here with full transparency like we tried the whole document and everything reading books and stuff junior is yeah. his own little person so we just taking yep. it day by day
2: yeah. <laughs> i'm interested to see what trip's personality will be um because mm-hmm. he's still like you know he's still very young but I'm yeah. saying, I'm, I'm looking forward to it
1: Yeah. (laughs) But taking it into like the um, maybe kind of professional route, but Mm -hmm. um, so you talked about how mentorship is very foundational in your life too. Um, So as a mentor, how did you get involved in mentorship? Are you still involved? Is it an organization or through your fraternity or, you know, like, how are you currently mentoring?
2: Um, so, yeah, I definitely mentor. I mm. believe like a mentor should be somebody who has done something that you you want to do. So I, I, my, one of my mentors told me to find someone who is doing what you want to do mm. and um, ask them questions or try to see how they do it. Um, and so that's what I try to do for others. So I mentor law students. I mentor undergrads. I mentor people who are interested in the legal profession or interested in business. Um. I mean, so I do it through a number of ways. so like I'm super involved in the community because I, I believe that's I'm yeah. passionate about giving back because uh, yeah. Indianapolis community has done so much for me growing yeah. up. So I'm very passionate about also being a part of that progression as we build our community. Um, so I, I try to mentor in different organizations. So do of course, through my fraternity, that's like number one. Yeah. Um, we have a number of mentorship programs through Kappa League and other things that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, like we adopted a school here in Indianapolis um on the west side that we I go and read just read to the students you know just to go over there and just be be a presence um uh talk about their dreams Mm -hmm. asking what they want to be what they what they want to do what their plan is what they what they want to do so I I try to mentor a number of different ways CLD is another Center Mm -hmm. for Leadership Development I'm very involved with Centers for Leadership Development both my wife and I um participated in it when we were in high school and it Mm -hmm. it paid off dividends when we got into uh college yeah so I just try to do it in a number of different ways where I can have an impact on youth um but also have an impact on people who are trying to uh progress in life you know if they just have questions about you know marriage or um Mm. going to college or not going to college and you know I just try to learn from other people and I think it's really important that um, mentors or mentees also be mentors so I always mm-hmm. always try to find ways where I can also be a help to my mentors you know so yeah. not just taking or just trying to get their advice but also trying to be um, helpful to them in any way that I can because sometimes yeah. again we, we're in different demographics and so sometimes they might not know what what we're doing as young as young adults or as yeah. young professionals so um, I try to get back in, in just a number of different ways.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, especially being that you're like born and raised in Indianapolis and you have all of those connections, like I could see how even mentors who maybe you've picked up in Indiana, maybe they move elsewhere, but Mm -hmm. the ones who are here in Indianapolis, like you have those connections. So that is a good thing um, for a mentee, like you said, to mentor, like there's this maybe lost. On concept of like mentees just take, take, take. But mm-hmm. I think that the best like mentee-mentor relationships actually is reciprocal. Yeah, um, yeah. like it can't always just be the mentor reaching out to the mentee. It can't always yeah, yeah. just be the mentor giving in to the mentee in a way where you know the mentee has a responsibility of letting their mentor know exactly what they need where they're trying to go mm-hmm. and having like building that relationship as well you know so yeah. i really uh, i really appreciate that point that you made about like being a mentee who also mentors too um yeah. and and it just sounds like you have good Mentorship relationship. So, yeah. I guess what makes a mentor good?
2: Oh, what makes a mentor <laughs> good? Uh,
1: uh,
2: I'm trying to think. Um, well, really, for me, I, I well, I, I would say the ones that keep it real with you. Um, the ones that don't necessarily sugarcoat. Everything. Now, some things you should sugarcoat. You should put a lot of sugar on it. (laughs) But at the same time, there are some things you just need to understand and be direct um, and understand where you need to go. So I always like the mentors who, um, again, who are direct with me, who tell me what it really is, tell me what I should do or what I shouldn't do and why I shouldn't do it. People, mentors who explain, not just say, Mm -hmm. do it this way. Here's the blueprint. Do it. Yeah. Now, if you, you have to explain it because what I found uh and to be frustrating as just as a mentor um or as a mentee is when somebody or when I try to give somebody the blueprint and then they go off and they take the blueprint but then they do it their own way and then it doesn't necessarily work out the way they want it to work out. I'm like, well, I told you to do it that way. <laughs> but if when you explain it like why you should do it this way, and here's the story because this happened to somebody I knew. Yeah, so they should have done it this way. So people who keep it real people who give examples people explain who explain why and take the time to explain why I think those are the best mentors um, out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely speak to that like that why part. Amber can tell you I'm that type of person who, if you don't have a reason, I'm probably going to do it my way. Uh, so. <laughs> yep. And I'm, I'm the
2: same way. I'm like, uh, give me a story. Give me an example so I can kind of get illustrated. And that's why I like, I mean, again, I'm going back to Pastor Johnson. That's why I like Pastor Johnson, because yeah. I think one of, the, one of the reasons why he's a, a, a great preacher uh, and teacher is that he gives great illustrations that you can understand in everyday life. Yep. And so you take the concept of like, the Bible and you take these stories and you can take so many different things out of it but if you can explain it in a way that can reach people, I think that's the, that's why it's so impactful. So yeah. um, again, I'm the same way. give me a story, give me an example so I can understand why um, I should go that way or why I, should, I shouldn't go that way.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: yeah And that skill is important I think even as um, I mean indirect, in sometimes an indirect mentor is like your manager that yeah. is like training you and stuff like that yeah, I mean that yeah. could be a good experience or that can be a very bad experience but like the whole explaining part like even getting in the mode of that when you are being someone's manager and you're trying to coach and train them but mm-hmm. I think uh even that coaching and training doesn't stop at work or in your professional life even as a parent I feel like you kind of have to gain cultivate or work on that skill so yeah. that because there's going to be a lot of explaining really for the rest of your life When yeah. um, right. you have a child you know yeah. um to really kind that's,
2: of that's a good point that's a good point because my dad used to do that to me like i used to hate it i like like, don't you know he, he can yell at me all day but don't sit there and talk to me for out like oh. and say the same thing over and over and over you again that was probably the worst for me
1: smith we have not met our father um he won't say the same thing that's the only thing uh the only difference it's a three-hour unique conversation of very many plot twists. um anyways so (laughs) but yeah that that explanation part is like definitely something uh, that has to be built on because as a uh, mentor I was about to use a different word um, for the next question that I'm about to ask but um as a mentor right like you mm-hmm. if you don't have an understanding of what you're doing like why should that person listen to you like you know <laughs> what I mean like but um but so my next question too is like you talked about leadership so like a manager mm-hmm. is a leader is there a difference to you between leadership and mentorship? And um, what does that kind of like difference look like? And this is filled in to everyone. Yeah. Like Amber, I see your brain like uh, looking around. So, <laughs> and I'll like, let her,
0: I'll, I'll let our mm-hmm. guest talk first unless yeah. he wants me to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: Off, just off, off jump. I think just off the top of my head, mm-hmm. I think there is a difference between leadership and mentorship. I think leadership, you have a vision You have a a plan of action. You're trying to convince others to hop on board. Mm -hmm. Um, With mentorship, you don't necessarily have the vision. You you understand the vision of somebody else. So you're Mm -hmm. mentoring somebody else. They have Mm -hmm. their vision for their life. Mm -hmm. You're there to kind of help them get there. Uh, You're not necessarily putting them on that path or telling them to go that way. Like, this is my vision for you. Yeah. um so i think there's a difference there i think th- with the vision aspect of it the ownership piece of it i think that's different um yeah. because with a leader yeah you have you are setting that path for everybody to hop on board and you're trying to convince everybody to get there yeah. with mentorship it's a little bit different you're trying to help somebody else get to where they want to go yeah so i think that's i think that's a little different
1: yeah yeah and the only
0: thing i would add i completely agree with you is um we just learned this cuz we did like a little like um like a tr- a 3-day like training at at work um a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago and what made me kind of change my mind about a leader is you can be a leader without being like a manager you don't have to mm-hmm. be like over people pretty yeah. much lead- being a leader is your ability to influence
1: yeah, others. yeah.
0: And so like, it made me change my mind on like leadership. Like there is a vision, you are leading people, you are influencing people, just like BJ mm-hmm. said. But I think sometimes when we think of, I wanna get into leadership or, you know, and that can be, that can be in Kappa, that can be at work, that could be, yeah, yeah. you know, in the community. It's really like, how are you leading with influence and influencing people to, to do, I guess what you want them to do. Uh, yeah. In a sense of, or at least consider your thoughts and opinions. So yeah. uh, that's the only extra two cents that I would add to what BJ said. He <laughs> hit it right on the nail. Like, I struggle with mentorship. Um, not, not necessarily mentorship, like getting a mentor and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. being a mentor to a certain extent for others, especially like Taylor will say this, she thinks I'm controlling, but it's like, you know, if you have some type of, if you're mentoring or trying to influence or help someone with their vision and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, sometimes when you see them as a mentor, kind of going down a way that you wouldn't necessarily suggest, it's kind of hard to like Reel them back in. You know, it's kind of yeah. like that parent and that like person is like, no, don't do that. You know, and you kind of, yeah. I feel like with a mentor, you, like you said, you can't, your goal is to help that person get to the next step to where they are mm. need to be and to be their support, not yeah. be their director, not be their guider, you know, yeah. really help them get to the next step. And then if something does happen, help coach them. make their decisions on next steps but give them the option versus telling them this is what you need to do
1: yeah That's,
2: that's a good point because i want like going back to that previous question what makes a good mentor a good mentor is somebody who sticks by you even if you make the wrong decision yeah Uh, they're there to coach you back to where you want to go like okay you made that wrong decision I'm not just going to drop you like you didn't listen to me I'm done with
0: you yeah
2: um I've had mentors like that before yeah um but the best ones stick with you through thick and thin through difficult situations um that you didn't envision yourself getting into but um they help guide you out of that so
1: yeah I guess like that that influence piece like both of them have influence but what are they influencing you to do it's just mm-hmm. interesting as well though because when nowadays when I think about like new leaders in this new um, and I wouldn't say it's a new concept but it's a more widely accepted concept of like leaders leading by examples and leading from behind um, type of situations where they're looking at oh I have a team of talented people let's see what they're going to do like we have a common goal but how are they going to reach it's like less directing their steps so I was just curious on how those ones would be different in you all's eyes I guess to also add to the conversation of just like what I think a big difference would be is just that same key of like the instruction to um of like how to do things. Um, mentors are like I think of them as almost like, um, you know, your support team, um, versus mm-hmm. someone who you're showing up to like I feel like when I yeah. have a leader in front of me like I'm showing up to them and versus a mentor is like pushing you forward you know what I mean like I don't know yep, yep. if that analogy yep. makes sense but like um that makes
2: perfect sense
1: yeah 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 Yeah. yeah. so one um, of my
2: my mentors one of my mentors told me I think this was the best advice for me um it's like treat treat your life like treat your mentors like your boy of directors oh uh, um, you stole it Jay-Z from me said, <laughs> oh did I, <laughs> yeah, I just like, like, uh, yeah like so Jimmy McMillan um Tic Tac uh, Tac told me like yeah treat your treat your your mentors like your board of directors like uh, Jay-Z said it best like I'm not a businessman I'm a businessman like you know so it's <laughs> yeah. like treat your treat your treat your life like it's a business and you want to have people in your life who will push you forward, who will come from different backgrounds. Yeah. You don't want everybody on your board of directors to be the come from the same industry, the same background. You want them to come from different perspectives that, so you can pull from that, but also um, they can learn from you and push you forward. So I mean, I think I, I completely agree. It should be a support system, not just, you know, showing up to them.
1: Yeah. 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 Cause leaders, it's if you find a really good leader, they they usually have that mentorship aspect. Yeah sometimes um you know that's not always a requirement to be a leader um so that's just yeah something I thought about
0: and I think also too um if you had a good leader they also have been through some stuff too like at least the leaders that I have been you know that I've uh that are on my board of directors I can think of like they've been through like they can keep it real because they had to learn how to they had to learn some hard, you know, things along their career or things that have happened where they can sit here and say, Hey, you know, it might look like I'm perfect right now, but you don't know what I've been through to get to where I've been. And I'm just trying to help you, you know, take the right, make the right decision, but I'll be here, you know, whenever you need it. But I think also too, some of the, do you have, board of directors that are indirect i know you talked about pastor johnson but are there ones and i know there's probably tangible or people that are in front of you that you can pick up the phone and call but Mm -hmm. are there any what would you say is probably a board of director outside pastor johnson that you not say what they say is like the bible you know but you definitely look forward to resources they provide talks Mm. that they're in lectures books that they write you know who do you look up to that you can add on to that or that you do have on your of directors
2: Mm um oh there, there, there are there are a lot actually a lot of people that i indirectly influence me i mean of course, Barack Obama, though Michelle Obama, all you know, they are of course indirect folks. Um, I would say uh, Sharon um, Barner. She's uh, she was general counsel at Cummins, um, and now she's uh, she's a, a top executive there now. But I always look to her because her career trajectory and where she's gone and what she's done, um, the things she's done, and then just to be a, a humble, nice person um, you know I know that anytime she speaks I listen anytime she's speaking I go to it Um, you know because I just know that she has been through a lot of things um, has seen a lot of things and so I I know that I'm kind of in that same industry I'm interested in the things that she's done Um, so I kind of I look to her a lot um, and just how she she moves in this industry um, in this community here in Indianapolis and just around the country because people know her all over the place. So um I would say she's definitely one that's kind of an indirect person um, that has been a mentor to me.
1: Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. Um we are coming to the end. I of- uh, okay. have one more question before we come to the end. One okay. more question. I'll allow it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I know you said that you mentor others. Mm-hmm. the last like impactful what would you say is someone that you can think of and obviously out out of their privacy you don't have to say their name or anything yeah. like that but that has literally impacted you um as their mentor and why
1: mm-hmm. oh oh that's
2: it. um I mean there's so many I mean there's so many I mean just professionally there have been opportunities that I may not have gotten by myself uh, but just because one of my mentees was in the room um, and spoke about me or said hey BJ's interested in that BJ has done this before you should you should reach out to BJ Grimes and he might be able to help you with that legal matter or that business matter. Um, I think those have been and and, and that's that happens all I mean all the time just random things like you know I'm very involved in the community so opportunities to be impactful to our youth, um, be impactful down at IU, yeah. um, those come from some of my mentees who have brought my name up, um, mm-hmm. and so those have been impactful because just professionally and personally, um, because I'm able to give back, but at the same time, it sometimes helps me out professionally, uh, just to get to know new people and, and try to find ways to, you know, make our community better, and uh, make a business community better, all that good stuff, so, um, those have been the best, I, 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 I mean, I have, I don't want to say anybody's name but there have been a number of my mentees that have been just great they're great at that at paying it forward at you know bringing up my name bringing up other people's names um in the room I think those those have been impactful
0: and I think that personal brand is so important because like a, that networking aspect is so important because like you I don't know I'm just the being your name being called when you're not in the room Mm -hmm. it's been something consistently that I've been hearing lately and I don't know if it's Mm -hmm. just a trending topic that people are saying but I think that that is just it you know people can say it but it becomes real when it is it truly impacts you and I think that personal brand well the way people see you and Mm -hmm. I know you BJ like out of the decade plus more that I've had a chance to interact with you. You've always been very humble. You've always been very nice. You've always been very personable. Um, And if, you know, if you feel comfortable, you do keep it real. If you need to keep it real, you know, (laughs) with the people that you love, obviously you're tactful. but the people that you are associated with, but I think being that consistent servant leader has allowed people to, bring up your name and make mountains move and things change, yeah. you know, when you're not and um, when you're not there. So okay. I agree That's I think if if you guys don't leave with anything else, you know, like uh, <laughs> what he said about having your name called in rooms that you're not there and your personal yeah. brand uh, how you people perceive you is, yeah. is so important and being able to mentor people it um in a very you know beneficial way is important. So, mm-hmm. anyways, Taylor, go on with your lightning round. Yeah. I get off my little sofa. <laughs> uh, that that was, just hit me.
1: I had to. I can't, that was important. No, yeah, I. I that just was really, yeah, that was really profound and really impactful. Yeah. Um, so I was happy to allow it. Anyways, <laughs> so as uh, you know, um, we do our lightning round at the end yeah. of each show. Um, BJ has been briefed, but um, for those of y'all who have not joined us here today, welcome. Um, but the lightning round is a series of back and forth questions between Amber and I um, that are a little bit more um casual that and they can be related to what we were saying um or talking about mentorship today um but they may not be and we all know amber's favorite question um which I'm is bring that up which <laughs> is, banned, yeah. which is banned from this lightning round she is not allowed to ask you what's your favorite food um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway um so we could go ahead and get started um i can start okay okay so my first question to you bj is would you prefer leadership or mentorship to give
2: oh to give, oh, to give? interesting uh, <laughs> i would say mentorship uh i like helping people uh, yeah. get through things uh, i don't, i mean i like the leadership aspect of it if you having a vision um but if i can help somebody get to their goal i i, I take that every time
0: yeah what has been the most impactful project that you've worked on that uh, has either been brought to you by a mentee or that your mentor even uh, got you involved in? Mm.
1: That's wild. That's a hard mm, That's a good yeah.
2: one. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, one of my mentors um, recommended me for um, a board position at Flanner House.
1: Nice. And
2: yeah, now it was a while back, but at the time they were doing their urban farm um, initiative, and it was like that's the the latest topic in the community and around the country because um, we have so many different food deserts, especially on the west side oh, um, where Flannery House is. And so um, I got opportunity to sit on that board, got opportunity to help participate in in building up that urban farm, and it's still there today, and it's a, a community endeavor. And I tried to do the same thing at the church. Mm -hmm. um because they have their urban farm thing but no that was very impactful because you can actually see the fruits of your labor like when you you harvest it you you try to get the plan, the strategic plan for that initiative you you see the community rallying around it you see people benefiting from it because again that area was a food desert is a food desert um and just bringing those fresh produce into that community um it has a, a positive impact not only on um, the children, on the youth, but on their education and, and, yeah. and how they think about food and, and being healthy and all that good stuff. So, that was a really impactful situation that my mentor um, kind of brought me on for. So,
1: yeah. yeah. So, pretend you haven't been in Indiana for five years, maybe 10 years to make it a little bit more, you know, a little bit more impactful. Okay. where is the first place you uh, go like and not mm. family besides family
2: the first place i would go if i came back to indianapolis
1: like what was something that you would miss about indianapolis oh, besides family okay. mm.
2: yeah i uh, i would i'm a foodie so i love food so i would definitely stop by um long's Donuts, mm-hmm. is, um and i would ask for the yeast warm and mm-hmm. And then I would probably go to Mr. Dan's, which I don't even think it's called. Oh, oh my
1: gosh, before. Mr. Dan's, the big burgers. Isn't that what yeah. it is? Yeah. <laughs> it's hey man, been so give long. Me the Dan's.
2: Bur- give me the Mr. Dan with a fruit punch and surprise. Yeah, <laughs> if I hadn't been here for a while, I would go definitely go to those two spots in that
1: order. That's that's quintessential Indianapolis. <laughs> like you would only know that if you're in Naptown for real. Like, yep. I love yep. that
0: all yeah. right so this last one there's a little story behind it and then there's a question and um so yeah. um, how long have we been gone from Chicago Ooh.
2: five well, years yeah now? 18
1: 18. Oh, oh, uh-huh. yeah, it was 19. No, wait, 19. We, we, yes, I was speaking for you, Amber. It's been only well, like we left years. around, we left literally yeah, around the same, the same time. Guy time. Um, oh, yeah, well, it was only like three years then because okay. you left right before junior, okay, four. four, okay, almost
2: four, yeah, yeah, four
1: almost then. four. Okay, so four years ago,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I
0: remember it was like freaking midnight, one o'clock in the morning or something, and BJ was in the living room working on his, uh, homework, him mm-hmm. and, uh, Brittany, mm-hmm. uh,
1: oh, Yeah,
0: she was working on her makeup class stuff. And so, mm-hmm. um, for some reason, when you're in your mid to late twenties and you don't have children, you have time. And so I don't know why <laughs> we were up that late, but we were, um, and I remember ta- having live talks with BJ and really asking him, cause I think we were talking about new year's resolutions or something around that. And he had mentioned how he really wanted to get into real estate.
1: And he said, this
0: was going to be a goal that I have for next year. And I was like, oh, bet, like, okay. I was like, well, that's kind of cool. So we, you know, to not belabor the details of it, we started talking about details and stuff. And then a few months later, he's like, yeah, Uh, or it might've been, maybe time is leaving me, but I swear it was like a few months later yeah yeah you know I just uh closed on my first property and I was like what and so uh (laughs) I was like you literally said it manifest manifest it got your stuff together and did it and now he has multiple properties not just one he has a whole bunch of them Mm -hmm. so what made you um because like what made you want to take that step to get in there and I know I know roughly what the answer is because we had conversations about it. But was there, you know, someone that you saw that kind of took those steps that you were like, yeah, that generational wealth, yeah, that Mm -hmm. ownership, yeah, that Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship, yeah, Mm -hmm. all these different things that really kind of gave you the blueprint or made you kind of want to take that step there? And were you scared? Hmm.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah. Okay. So again, we're talking about mentorship. One of my mentors, we were having a random conversation. Um, we just having a random meetup. We weren't talking about anything, we We're just talking. He was like, he told me, he was like, if I were your age and I can go back and do what you did um, and be at your age, I would, you know, get into real estate and do, you know, buy an investment property before I buy maybe my first house, get a, a duplex, rent it one side out, live in one side,
1: yeah. and,
2: and kind of create that generational wealth, uh, build that out before you get married, for your kids, all that good stuff like that. I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Um and I was like, so let me try, let me see what it would look like. Um and so I, you know, I'm very, I'm a very like, I'm planner. So I, I had to plan everything out, see what it would look like, see the, the pros, the cons and everything like, else like that. Um, but then I had to pull the trigger. So you can do every, you can do all the planning in the world, but if you don't pull yeah. the trigger, there's no point in, yeah. in planning all that. Um, and so, yeah, I was definitely scared, but, you know, I, I was like, I think God put this on my heart. So I'm going to go forward with it, not in fear because God didn't give us a spirit of fear, uh-huh. um, you know, so I'm just going to go forward and, and go and just do it. Um, and yeah. see what happened. And it, it definitely, it definitely, it definitely paid off. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I was able to do different things with that. Um, and then also, my, my mentor was like, you shouldn't just depend on one source of income. But yeah, yeah you're, you're making great money right now, just out of law school, whatever. But you know, the next day, they could let you go or something mm-hmm. can happen. And you're now you have you you have nothing. But if you have something to fall back on, that can get you through some things, and again, I was like God speaking to me
0: mm-hmm. through
2: through this mentor. So um, I kind of pulled the trigger on that, and I was definitely I was definitely afraid, but I I, I went forward with it uh, without fear, and it it, de- it definitely paid off. And I was able to um, move from that property to another property to another property, and I'm able to mentor other people who are trying to get into that space mm-hmm. um, and trying to create that generational wealth for their family, and trying to come up with a plan to how of how to do it. Um and, and break generational curses and stuff like that because real estate is definitely an area um yeah. to get into if you really want to do that. So yeah, I, a mentor told me about the gave me the idea, um didn't give me the details, but I did my own planning on it, prayed about it, and kind of pulled the trigger on it, um and, and it's been moving forward ever since. So
1: that's awesome. Well, um, thank you so much for everything that you have brought to the table today, which was a whole lot. Um, <laughs> it, it was a buffet table <laughs> if we're, talking about uh tables it was buffet um so I really appreciate it I really enjoyed having you on um unfortunately I know we could talk forever but I'm in (laughs) school now um well I guess you're in school too Uh, um so (laughs) I well I can't I can't do the 2 a.m thing that Amber was referencing earlier
0: Right. <laughs> but i, I mean we I can totally, barely do
1: that now uh, right I appreciate <laughs> you taking the time and especially um with all the newness in your life new house new baby yeah. um and everything like that so i really appreciate it we really appreciate it um yeah yeah
0: Thank yeah. you for coming, BJ. We really do appreciate you, and you so, shared such a wealth of knowledge and your impact in the community, and how people have impacted you. And um, we just want everyone to be able to hear your story. And then, so before you drop off, um, where can people reach you if they want to get a hold of you or follow you? Or oh yeah, so
2: platforms. I'm on Instagram, uh, BJ underscore Grimes. Facebook, BJ Grimes on TikTok. BJ underscore Grimes. Uh email BrunellGrimes at gmail.com. You know, um if you know me, you can get my number. So
0: <laughs> we'll share yeah. everything but his number in the show notes
1: for you. Yeah. There you you have to
0: work for the number. So yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. all right. Well, cool. Thank you, BJ.
1: Thanks, BJ. All right, thanks, guys. Take care. Yeah. So I hope you all really enjoyed uh, this interview. I really enjoyed it. I think the the main thing, um, and we've talked about this before on a podcast, it's just, it's so important to have people who look like you doing things that you want to do. But even if there's not people who look like you, because I do, as BJ said, like having, um, you know, people with all types of backgrounds as mentors um it's still that idea of having an advocate someone who knows you well enough that when you're not in the room you know they're able to say your name and speak to your competency um and it's kind of weird um to me sometimes in the sense like there's certain jobs that you won't even know about unless like it, like it's not posted to to everyone right yeah um but it's just interesting because like it kind of reminds me about like things that I've heard of in other countries of like um it is all about who you know but it, there it's a little bit more reliant on that right mm-hmm. um so I don't know just in this country it is um, important to still know people but you know you could still like make it places um but it, it's really like the outcome and trajectories are totally different yeah I agree and it's a uh... <sighs> yeah I agree I
0: mean there's you can only you are You might have gone to school. You might Mm -hmm. have had, you know, the education. Sorry, you guys. I had like five thoughts come into my head, and I was like, "Let me just like get it out." So Mm -hmm. it came out like this. Um, you can be taught how to do a job. You know, you can be, you can go to school and learn education and all that other stuff. But Mm -hmm. people have to like you and want to be around you. And so, the more that you have good interactions with people, kind of goes to the beginning of this episode. And you're a nice person and they know that you know that you are um flexible and adaptable like you get you get a seat at the table or you get in those rooms and so Mm -hmm. it's very important to um I want to talk about my tip of the week but it's very Mm -hmm. important to be aware of your personal brand so
1: yeah um
0: I think one of the biggest things that I took from this episode was the board of directors. He literally took it out of my mouth when he said <laughs> it. I was like, ah, that was
1: like you no. would be happy to know I used that in a conversation with the professor. What? We were talking about like building our arsenal as scientists. And I was like, it's your board of directors. Anyway. So, yeah. And what did he say? He said, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: but yeah my board of directors is always kind of switching out I need to actually just put them on my wall Taylor and I were talking about um I'm in a new room today so hopefully it sounds okay but we have a we have two we have one room in our house that we literally never go in here unless it's to use the restroom and
1: so much um it's her guest bedroom it's where I used to live and where all guests stay so there's no reason for them to really be there yeah yeah. And so
0: no one, no one is here. Uh, no one lives with us, et cetera. We don't have as much company as we used to during the pandemic. I felt like this room was being flipped and we were constantly cleaning this room and getting it prepared. But now that the world's open, everybody wants to do their own thing now. And then Taylor doesn't want to live with me anymore, which is okay. So <laughs> you are so dramatic. <laughs> so yeah, um it'd be good to kind of put a board of directors in this room or kind of change it into something where it's like a different space. So
1: possibilities are
0: endless. Yeah. Something to think about. So anyways, Taylor, what is, oh, so sorry, we talked about board of directors, but I didn't finish my thought on what that is. Um, and if you listen to it in the, in the interview, you would know what it is, but it's mainly just picking up, but like whether they're indirect or direct people, that you have a relationship with or you that you admire and just watch uh, from a side, but you might follow their journey, you might read their books, you might hear them speak, blah, blah, blah. Um, it, you know, it's, it's those go-to resources from a whole bunch of variety of different, you know, backgrounds, but they all have a cohesive, um, they're all cohesive to you and make you kind of like, I guess kind of a better person or more, more resourceful or what have you. So, um, I know for me, some of my board of directors, like BJ mentioned the Obamas. I love the Obamas, um, not only because they're black, but because they were just good people. Uh, yeah. They faced a lot of adversity. I love their re- like their marriage mm-hmm. and relationship uh, the
1: Obamas.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I even have the Obamas in my office in a picture framed, uh, and I bought all their books.
1: So I <laughs> really. Uh,
0: I've watched their movies, everything. So, um, and I think there's a little bit of nostalgia because I lived in in Chicago in Hyde Park. So I lived up the street from where they lived, you know? Yeah. So um, in that area, they love the Obamas too. So, um, but yeah, so anyways, I, th- they're on my board of directors because I'm just, you know, I admire their relationship. Their relationship is not perfect. If you've read their books, you know that their relationship is not perfect but they literally are high powered, you know, like ambitious people and they have figured out how to support each other in different ways and still love each other and their children. Um, and they're just so smart. So, um, and they're yin yang, you know they're very different personalities. They remind me of Nick and I, uh, cause I feel like Nicholas is very much, I don't know, he's kind of a mixture. I'm a mixture too, but within those mixtures, you know, they've they've made it work. And so, um, yeah, and their career, I've just admired that too. So
1: yeah.
0: So as you are thinking, think of your board of directors, you know, yeah. who do you admire? Yeah. yeah. Who do you admire? Write their names down, put them on a wall. You know, I think it's important to actually see them somewhere, whether it's a name written or a picture, like on like a small poster board or a paper that way like you can still you can be inspired when you're working on stuff or when things are hard you know that these people you know whether you they know who you are they don't know who you are like you can Mm -hmm. pull from them when you are having a tough time yeah so anyways
1: so taylor what's the self-care tip of the week so um the self-care tip of the week is the power of yet learn it um Mm -hmm. So we talked about self-efficacy in one of our graduate um preparation courses um and how like it's different than self-confidence um the self-confidence is you know all about your view of yourself and it can be you know high or low and all of those type of things but self-efficacy is more about your acknowledgement of your ability to get it done so it's a little bit different because one you can't teach self-confidence but you can teach Mm -hmm. self-efficacy you can there's definitely tools and tactics to build self-confidence um and so I think if you notice that you do notice uh, or notice that you do struggle with um you know low self-confidence I think you know finding those uh tools that work for you um is, is still important even if you are efficient um but self-efficacy um allows you to know that you can do this and there's different ways of realizing that you can do it i can do it because i i've done it before i can do it because so-and-so has done it and they said that I can do it and they're telling me that I can do it I can do it because so-and-so has done it and I can do what they can do and so there's that healthy comparison of like I know my abilities and they've done it so then you tell yourself that you can do it so that's three um and four is um Mm, I'm blanking on four. Um, I can do it because I say I can do it. I've done it before. I've seen someone else that I know can do it, and someone tells me that I can do it. So those are the four. Yeah. So um I think it's hard um sometimes when we say, like, oh well, I'm not a morning person. Um, and that that's a thing you know, that's the thing. But if you're doing something that requires you to be a morning person, um, such as for me, like going back to school, I've had to change my sleeping patterns, um, even though today was, it's Saturday, so I sleep in a little bit. But um, <laughs> uh, usually I sleep from, you know, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., and my body even naturally will wake up before 6 a.m. at this point. And so um, if I were to have said I'm not a morning person, so I'm just not going to go to the gym before I go to class or I'm just going to wake up and roll to class, um, that's just not fair And acknowledging like how I could become more successful and what's required of me right so Hmm. um the power of yet is about realizing that okay this is where I am now but here's where I could be so uh, maybe over the summer I say I'm not a morning person but uh, but the the real the real word or phrase was I wasn't a morning person yet and now um oh, I really look forward to my mornings um that's when I go to the gym that's when I drink my coffee and you know don't talk to people um even though <laughs> you know, I do that often um, but anyway, it's me time it's centering time um and and yeah and I know that that's not everybody's like way of going about it um but Anyways, I'm like starting <laughs> to think about my morning routine. So um <laughs> power of yet, learn it. Um, it's important that you you give yourself grace to grow. Yet is, is that growing piece. And we all evolve and we all change. And um, but I know we can't all speak in um, non- concise language all the time in the sense of when we say like I'm not a morning person um, sometimes people just want to hear that not necessarily be like well I could be a morning person so you're <laughs> not a, like so I get it and we can't speak in sentences like that all the time um, mm-hmm. but when you notice yourself doing it just notice that and and start to you know change the way that you show up so, yeah. So that's the word or the self-care tip of the week. <laughs> so, Amber, um, you've alluded to it a few times. So I'm excited to hear you expound on this. What is our tip <laughs> of the week? Um,
0: build your personal brand. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I know I probably like chopped it a little bit, but it, it was really... Um, so what does that mean build your personal brand Mm -hmm. so building your personal brand is what you what you want to present to your to the public and how the public also sees you and what they say about you when you're not in the room
1: yeah
0: it could be the same you or it could be different make sure you're treating because people remember how you treat them more than what you did for them
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so if you treated someone like, let's say you gave good work products, but you treated them, you like you were a complete booty head, you know, like they're not going to want to be around you.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard that before. I a <laughs> a complete uh Junior, I know you're trying it. to say the a good way of like butthole or yeah, a hole
0: or, a-hole or yeah, you know yeah. Junior says we don't say those words we say bottom and he says it kind of like with a little bit of a British accent because he watches we say uh, bottom yeah <laughs> which is so funny and cute because he watches like little British shows but um so yeah. So just be mindful, like BJ talked about in the interview, your personal brand of how like you are putting things down, how you see yourself, you know, and the reasons why you're doing some of the things you do is because either someone has taught you, you made a mistake and you've, you know, tried to change and learn from that mistake by doing something different or, um, but also be mindful of how you treat people because you never know what people are saying about you in rooms that you're not in. And so I think, you know, I've, we've all been blessed to have that network, kind of like what Taylor was talking about, that networking of you meet people. It's a very genuine conversation. Cause I know people say networking is like, so fake people just want something from you but it's just connecting yourself to people for various different reasons is how I look at network. Not necessarily that you are trying to get something from someone, you're trying to, you know, use them for anything. I would say for me, networking is just mainly like, I met someone at an event or I talked to someone while I was using the restroom, you know, at a grocery store and, you know, End up being a good conversation. It's like, oh, okay, see you later. You never know what type of like we're all a few degrees away from each other, yeah. all of us, no matter what walk of life. Like, I moved to Dayton, Ohio, and met a whole bunch of people that went to IU and knew my, you know, now husband, you know, like it's yeah. insane, you know. And I went out there not knowing anyone, not knowing that anybody lived there. So, Damn. you just never know what you you know, who's looking at you, how they're looking at you, what you're giving off and what people are saying about you. So just be mindful of your personal brand and reflect on what, how you see yourself and then ask others how they see you and ask people that are not passive, that really will give you critical feedback um, that won't just like, oh, you're great. Like, no, I need to know
1: my blind spots. something. yeah. So yeah, and that constructive feedback I would add even like cuz um, you know, when we think about people being critical, it can sometimes seem like it's that it's against who you are, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like but like constructive, I think, allows you to build yourself into who you want to be like if you want to be a ceo of this company like you have to do these things because this is how the company is built and here's how you could continue to build it anyways but um, Yeah. yeah
0: i would agree so taylor where can you find us
1: You can find us on Instagram at theinnercircle.podgals. You can also send us an email to theinnercircle.podgals at gmail.com.
0: Yes. And you guys don't forget to rate, subscribe, follow, share, text, talk, uh, mail, whatever to all your friends and family um, and interact with us on social media platforms. So leave us a DM or even email us um don't forget
1: to check out amber's new podcast it's on your own on on your own terms right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes so um i'm very excited for you and yeah go check it out y'all yes stay tuned for the trailer after this guys all right have a good week bye
0: Welcome to the O-Y-O-T or On Your Own Terms podcast with Amber Sheree, where it is a safe space and a resource for professional moms to share their experiences navigating through their careers on their own terms. Each Friday, join us as we mix motherhood and our professional lives into a power hour to help moms take a breather and know that they are not alone on this journey called life. We keep it real as we share our personal experiences, being the chief of our household, while balancing work and showing up as our best most days. Our mission is to build a community of professional moms and caretakers to provide resources and transparency about our journeys. Grab a glass of wine or a cup of coffee and get ready for some laughs, cries and inspiration. Talk to you soon, love.